spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Tuesday, baby. Hey, happy Tuesday. Hey, we're keeping our eye on this big border meeting that's taking place in Yuma at 2.30. Senator Cinema, Senator Kelly, they're a bunch of bipartisan um Political folks that are going to be there. A lot of it, man. A lot of stuff. And you uh-huh. see that they're going to speak today. Uh, all uh, you know, Trudeau and uh, Orban and and Biden are going to speak about immigration and stuff in a little while too. Yep. There's a lot of immigration stuff going on. Yep, we're going to have someone we'll get done, but they're trying. <laughs> we're going to have someone from inside that meeting join us in the four o'clock hour. But let's kick it off just with what happened yesterday. Around this time, Governor Katie Hobbs uh, had her first State of the State address, and you and I sat here and we listened. We aired it live. And later on, we found out that a few gutless lawmakers decided, you know what? I don't really like what I hear, so I'm going to make a big stink, and I'm going to get up and walk out. Make sure you guys are carrying me live on Twitter as I do it, because I want everybody to see me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, you know, we kind of discussed it yesterday. Stay and fight. Uh, Don't make it about you, of course. You know, it's politics. Yes. But to get up uh, and walk out of a governor's speech, and I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, um, because this time it's the right. We've seen what Nancy Pelosi did in the past. She took Trump's speech. She ripped it up. That stuff, I just, I can't stand it from either side. And for the three gutless wonders who are lawmakers here in Arizona to get up and leave, uh, I just thought was pathetic, unprofessional. I don't think it gets, I don't think it accomplishes anything. No. But it did make us think, what did you walk out on? Was there an event? Was there uh, something that you attended? Maybe you thought it was so bad uh, that you decided, I got to get up and leave. So let's go around the room because I know we all have a story about this. What did you, what did, where were you when you said, you know what? I have to get up and I've got to get out of here. Uh, you want me to go first? You, you go, go first. first. Okay, so you lead the way. All right. I, I've told this story a few times on, on the air. It was uh, the late 90s. I'm here in Phoenix, Arizona. I've been here a couple of years, 98 or so. And uh, I was raised in the Catholic Church. And so I found this little Catholic church, and I would go to it on uh, Saturday, and they had a mass, if you will, you know, around five or six, because I knew I had to attend that, because I was going to go out and try and sin later. Absolutely. (laughs) It was Saturday, right? Yeah, you were preemptively uh, asking for forgiveness. So unfortunately, you know, this was the middle of of the abuse scandal. The children uh, that were abused and the priests that were not arrested, they were taken out of a church and then moved to another church, and they did the same thing there. And so it was that period of time. And I remember sitting there in the pew, right? And... Uh, you know, the Catholic Mass, it's all the same every single week. It's pretty much all the same. It's a different language. It's Latin, right? They, you know, okay. So I'm in the middle of it, and the priest decides that this is the day he's going to uh, take a debit card machine, go up to the front of the church, and take 20 minutes to tell you how to use this and how to give money to the church. Because we're not going to pass the basket around anymore. He wants you to put your debit card in. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, yeah, you guys need money for the lawyers. Yeah, That's yeah. why you're telling me. I don't know if you guys to- have heard, but we've, uh, we've got some issues financially. Yeah. You put, yeah, I'm, you're, now let me get this straight. You're trying to tell me about God, but you're putting that on the back burner because you guys need money because you guys screwed up. And now you're showing me, literally showing me a debit card machine that you're going to pass around and we're, we're, you're telling me how to work it. 
That was 20 minutes of the one-hour mass. So in the middle of it, I got up, I waved to the priest, and I walked out. And I never returned to the Catholic Church again. I've got a great church now, CCV. I talk about it all the time, Bible-based. But that was the one time that I can remember walking out in disgust. So if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking about kind of the Republican lawmakers. They walked out on Governor Hobbs during uh, the State of the State address. And we're sharing our stories of, hey, this is when I walked out. So that... That that was the one that kind of hit me. Chad? Uh, I was working for another large radio corporation, and they uh, we were in Sacramento, and they brought all of these muckety-bucks in mm. to do a big speech about everything, and we all had to attend. I didn't want to be there. <laughs> Wasn't my thing, but they were going to tell us how to do radio, having none of them ever been in radio before. They were going to tell you how to do your job, even yes. though they never sat in your seat. Absolutely. About 10 minutes in, I looked over at the person that was supposed to be my boss, and I said, I got to go. And I just got up, and I was the only one, <laughs> and I wandered on out, and uh, they afterwards they came, and they were like, and I'm like, it was stupid. I said, I don't have to listen. They're idiots. They know nothing about this. They're bankers. I don't care. And if you want to fire me, knock yourself out. That was a stupid thing. It was stupid for us to be there. And you wasted two hours of everybody's life, but mine. And then what happened at the end? Uh, Did they fire you? No. No, no. man. I was trying to get him to. That was when they had <laughs> fat severances. And when they <laughs> right. fired everybody and they didn't fire me, I was like, are you kidding me? It was like that movie, uh, uh, oh, God, Office Space. Oh, God. I tried everything I could, but nope. Oh. But when I walked down the aisle, I was the only one, and everybody else was such kiss butts. Oh, my God, uh, I'm going to write this down. Taking like, notes. Write this down. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't uh, do the one-finger salute oh, on your God. way out. I was just like, I got to go. All right. Uh, Becky Lynn, do you have a story of uh, walking out? Republicans did it yesterday on Hobbs. Uh, do you have a story of walking of walking out? Oh, I've walked out of several things several times. Let me just say this show being one. Of them. <laughs> give me a give me a few. Um, a couple of movies, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Of course, you know. You just sit there and go, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen." After giving it a fighting chance, yeah. So at least two that I can think of. Um, but I too have walked out of church. I Whoa. literally got up in the middle. Of, it was kind of toward the end. And it all had to do, honestly, with politics. When all of a sudden it went from, let's talk about God, to let me tell you who you need to vote for. Or you are not the right kind of person. I was incensed. And so I just stood up. And, of course, everybody saw me. And I didn't care. It's a smaller church? Yeah. Yeah, it, not T nineteen and not as big as yours, but right. somewhere in between. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So when you walked out, like, because the church that I walked out, it wasn't a massive church. I mean, and people didn't care that I was walking out, but oh, I don't know. I'm sure there were probably people there that wanted to walk. Anyone out Anyone else me. walk out with you? Nope, nobody did, including my husband who just sat there. Wait a second! Yeah, your husband. You left and your husband stayed. Yeah. What? I just, That's- I just went out in the lobby and Who had the keys to the car? Well, he did. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. If you had the keys, would you have left him? No, probably not. But I wasn't going to sit in there and and listen to that. And he wasn't happy about it either. You know. Or did he think maybe she's going to the bathroom? No, he knew exactly (laughs) why I was leaving. I could assure you he knew why I was leaving. You You see clips of some pastors doing that around the country, and I think it is disgusting. Leave it out of church. That's right. It's and not if the you're, place. Uh, that, I, that immediately, I would never be a part of that church. 
I would never be a part of a church that goes through politics and, and tells you, well, we have to do this because, well, you've got to vote for, for this because of the Supreme Court or something like yeah. that. Uh, all right. So uh, we've got uh, some lawmakers who walked out on Governor Hobbs during uh, the State of the State address. Wise man Steve Zinsmeister, do you have a story of walking out? My dad and I went to see the movie Holmes and Watson. Holmes and Watson. It was Will Ferrell's first movie back with John C. Riley. And it was awful. (laughs) I I told my dad, he was like, Should we see this? I was like, Dad, this is the first time that they are working together since Talladega Nights. That movie was fantastic. And we went, and it was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. We got up halfway through it, and we left. (laughs) That was right in the middle of the movie. Wiseman and I were talking about movies that we got up and left. What was the one that I told you? I always forget the name of it. What movie did I get up and leave? You were telling oh, me. the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the Lord of the Rings. I was about an hour in. I thought it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. You don't and even I, remember which one, though. There's I don't three even, of them. No, I don't remember which one either. Uh, but I was so bored by it. And I'm like, I don't know. There's like a wizard there. And then there's someone who's talk, talking about a ring and my precious. Is that my the one? That's, and I was just like, no, this is not. This is creeping me out. That little guy is creeping me out. Those, Those are, are widely beloved how, hey, movies. Steve, can you remind him of what he did? Because you weren't there. He was. But for whatever reason, your portion of his memory. <laughs> I've got it on my calendar somewhere. I think. <laughs> you mean that I couldn't remember the name of the movie? I had a buddy. We walked out of a movie. We went to one of those like uh, pre-events. And my buddy and I went, and it was one of those things where it was like it could come out in a week or so, yeah. and the movie sucked. I can't even remember what movie it was. And on the way out, my buddy's like, this movie sucks so bad! <laughs> and there were like people from the movie <laughs> oh. inside of the movie, and I was like, this is fantastic. Can I add one? Yeah. All Cardinals home games 2021-2022. You left each I one of I don't know. Ever. I think most yeah. of them I did leave. Or he left by never going. <laughs> well. That too. I did sell some tickets. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, in the last one, I walked out of the uh, World Series Game 6 Yankees versus Diamondbacks in 98, no, 2000, 2000, 2001 Why? World Series. Oh, the Yankees got crushed. And I was a Yankee. I'm a Yankees fan. Uh, and the Diamondbacks were stealing the pitches. Oh, sure the signals. No, that's a, you don't believe, no, that's a story. They beat them like 16 to 3. And I remember that being one of the worst baseball games I've ever been to. And I remember getting up and leaving. It was so bad. And I'm like, well, we'll come back and win it in game seven. And, and, and we all not, know how that went. Did not happen. <sighs> all right. Uh, so lawmakers get out, get up. They walk out of Katie Hobbs, uh, first state of the state. And we went around the room and uh, what we walked out on. Pretty interesting stuff. Well, it's up to you. I don't know if you thought it was interesting. Maybe you're here. Maybe you're not. I don't care. We got to keep going. We got three hours and forty five <laughs> minutes. Late we got, now. We got yesterday. She was able to fill one of our hours. <laughs> we got to fill. We tried something. to get her to do it again today. She said no. Listen, we're fun. Deal with it. Okay. Absolutely. Coming up next, the new COVID variant has the dumbest nickname ever. We'll tell you what it is in a minute. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, ninety two three FM. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Uh, the uh, new COVID variant is called the Kraken. No, Kraken. Are we going to release it? Because oh, that's what happens. Seriously, it's called the Kraken? Yeah. <laughs> release the Kraken. Oh, my goodness. Make you scared? No. No, me neither. No. I've got so many shots in me. I'm, uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? It is the new sub-variant of Omicron, and they're calling it the Kraken. I don't know why they come up with these names. Like, Omicron didn't scare you, did it? No one was no. like, I don't know what that means. But the Kraken, I'm like, that doesn't sound very good. 
Why, why do you have to name it something scary? What are you, what are you making people all weirded out What would by? you want to call it? Fuzzy Kitty? No, I just That would be hilarious, like, right? If we just named <laughs> stuff like that, just like, hey, did you guys check it out? The new uh, uh, you know, variant of, uh, it's called Fuzzy Kitty. You're like, oh my God. Oh yeah, it's really, it's really, you know, it's Cuddle Cakes is coming. Oh jeez, not Cuddle Cakes. Yeah. You can just leave it at XBB.1. Sounds like uh, one of Elon's kids. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I love that name. Uh, So I thought this was interesting because, uh, you know, I know we're all over COVID. COVID's not necessarily done with us. But again, we got to move on with our life. And the way that I move on my life is I get the shot and then I don't think about COVID. Uh, I know that you don't think about COVID. I'm not really wearing masks or doing any of that stuff. Anyway. Uh, I thought this was interesting. It said, "If this is what the uh, it said about the the Kraken, if you haven't gotten COVID yet, you're getting this one." Oh, good. Well, I say bring it. <laughs> you want to you want to crack through four or five shots? Eh, nothing I can do about it. Uh, uh, and it's you know what? And again, it's not. It's you're going to get a cold because it's not like the first variant that came out that basically it 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 it, it, it you it was hard to breathe. And that got scary. It got into your lungs. This is not the case. No. You're going to get a cold. You might feel bad. It might be similar to the flu. You might get sick for a few days, and that's it. I just don't like when they come out with these kind of crazy nicknames. Why are you What are you? Why are you giving me some stupid Kraken? By the way, they're going to charge $130 for their... Moderna. Mod- no, no, Pfizer's doing it, too. Okay. So, so, so explain that. So they're going to start charging now $110 to $130 per dose. Right. Uh, for their vaccination, watch the rates plummet. <laughs> well, I think only 15% of America yeah. has gotten that new Omicron uh, shot. Yeah, they've, they've had their so, cash cow. I think people moved away from it. I think there was uh, a lot of questioning going on in certain things uh, with this because of, you know, all of the changing narrative. And I just think they're, you know, now they're at the point where they're going to have to start charging for stuff. And I don't know how many people are going to get it. It's going to be kind of yeah, like the flu. Yeah, Eventually, somebody's going to come up with a, a Flovid shot, a real Flovid shot. Where yeah, what's a the, Flovid shot? Uh, the flu COVID oh, kind flu of thing. Flu, okay. Yeah, eventually, See, somebody that's might a come. good name, Chad. Kraken? No. Flo-vid. What is it? Flovid? Flovid. Also sounds like something like, are you struggling with sweaty palms? No. Have you tried Flovid? It sounds like something I got to take when I need to pee and I can't. Yeah. Yeah, Something like that. Or like, you know, something for your nose. You got a stinky nose. I'll try some Flovid. Isn't there Flonase? Isn't there something like that? Flonase. That's right. That's good good stuff. What's the teapot thing? What's that thing called where you dip it in? Neti pot. Neti pot. I don't like that. I hear that that could go, the water could go to your brain and then you're dead. (laughs) It's always something. Yeah, no, I'm not doing the neti pot. You'll take a shot that's not really been tested. It's been tested. But a neti pot. Oh, my God. This is going to go to my brain. You got to try it. It works. Wise man Steve Zinsmeister. So, you know how they were naming the COVID variants after the Greek letters, right? Yeah. But the Greeks were offended, so we had to get rid of that. (laughs) This is. And it's a variant of Omicron. So, they can't move on to the next Greek letter yet because it's the same. Strand, essentially. What's the next Greek letter? I don't know what the next one should is. It be, should it be uh, Omicron squared? So supposedly, this was actually named by a university professor. His name's Ryan Gregory, and I'm literally reading this from a report. Yeah. Gregory reportedly has many more names of mystical creatures <laughs> ready to go when more variants spring up. Oh, so is one. he the only one that's allowed? Is he, is he like the guy that also gets the name all the cyclones and everything like that? We could get like the unicorn variant. Oh, Isn't it awesome. like if you... Do, if you liger. If you see a comet, you get to name it. So it's kind of the same thing, right? 
Yeah, if you discover yeah. a comet or yeah. a meteor that's crashing into Earth, you can right. name it. Fantastic. <laughs> the narwhal variant. Oh, the narwhal. Who's going to get sick from the narwhal? I don't know. what the, What is the narwhal? What is that? The narwhal is, it, imagine if there was a part dolphin, part unicorn. <laughs> I don't want to. That's a narwhal. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of COVID, did you guys see they got a uh, slasher film? It's the first yes. COVID slasher film. It's called Sick. Yeah. Uh, are you going to see that? Your horror film. Fine. I might. We'll see what it looks like. So it's basically you've got like uh, three or four teenagers or whatever, and they're going to they're gonna ride out COVID in the middle of the woods. So it all starts with the pandemic. And so they get in their car and they're like, yeah, we don't want to be around anybody. Everyone's going to get sick. We're going to go in the middle of the woods. And then I guess it turns into like a... A, they, they compare this movie to Scream, I guess. They're not alone in the woods, and there's oh, a bad go. guy that wants to chop them up. And then when they get chopped up and they find him, then they died of COVID. <laughs> 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 All right, coming up next. Uh, you know, we used to tell our kids not to do drugs. Now parents are thinking about putting their kids on certain drugs as young as 10. Yeah. We'll discuss it on the Gatos and Chad show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. Hey, coming up in 10 minutes. Wait, did uh, what did President Biden get accomplished during his meeting in Mexico? So first he stopped at the border for a couple hours. We discussed it yesterday. If you don't listen every day, we have a podcast. Go check it out. But we'll talk in about 10 minutes. You know, the reason he went to the border was because it was on the way to Mexico for his meeting. What happened in those meetings with Mexico? Did we get anything done? I'm going to talk about it coming up. So, uh, for those of you not keeping score, we've got a obesity problem in America, and it is getting worse and worse, and that includes young people. New study comes out and new suggestions that maybe it's time to start thinking about putting young people on weight loss medicine and or, by the age of 12, bariatric surgery. Mm. It used to be, put the donut down, let's go for a walk, go outside and play, do those kind of things. Now it is none of those things. They're starting to take blood pressure of three-year-olds. How big does your three-year-old have to be? And what kind of stress are they under? You're taking blood pressure. Yeah. I got to tell you, this is like a touchy subject, man, because, you know, I've got a a couple of uh, uh, nieces who don't like to eat very much. They they eat like birds. And, you know, we're pretty aware of the fact that um, you have to be careful when you when you tell them, hey, uh, we need you got to you know, they're they're older now. They're 13, 14, 11 years old. And you're like, you need to eat a little bit more. So this is kind of the opposite side. Yeah. But you got to worry about, you know, eating disorders. You got to worry about how you talk to kids about it, because, you know, if if we do it, I know you were just giving a quick example. Put the donut down. It's like, I know you should say that, but it's also like... Do you want to have surgery? It's dangerous to, to, to say stuff like you. It's almost like you got to break it to the kid. Hey, listen, this is why you can't have a donut. I no, know how stupid I, that I sounds. I think, but. you know, the thing is, though, and I think somebody goes back to parenting, obviously, if you let your kids have Doritos for breakfast. Well. Uh, that's a weird thing, too. You know, for Charlie, Charlie loves, she goes, I like to eat healthy. And she does. It's, it's She's odd. four. I know. It's crazy because she'll say, I'm drinking water because it's healthy, Daddy. <laughs> but at the same time, I'll, she'll go over and like, what'd you have for breakfast? She goes, I had uh, uh, a Cheeto. I'm like, okay. But then okay. that's something, you know, like she's like that. She won't, she'll go and, did you eat today? No. You know, you said like, that to her. Yeah. Sometimes she'll go and she won't, she's like your, your, your yeah. nieces. Yeah. She just won't eat. Yeah. 
And but that's for her because she's playing all the time, and she just I don't eat because I'm playing. Right. Uh, and then she gets hangry, and when she gets hangry, it's not it's a good not, thing. No, it's not good for anybody. But the uh, like the the thought of looking at a twelve year old kid and saying we're going to have to give you you know bariatric surgery, rather than say you're at the age now where. You can start to go get fit. You can change things. Yeah, you 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 can easily flip. How do you do that though? How do you how do you have that conversation with your child? You know that your child is obese, not even obese, overweight. Doesn't have to be hugely overweight. Well, here, the, how for, do you have that conversation? It's a very tough conversation to have, man. Because you know what a twelve year old will say? You think I'm fat? Uh, yeah, you know, and at some point in time, and again, parents are the same way. I mean, look, all of us could be a little fitter, a little healthier, but oh, the no difference doubt. when I was 12, I never worried about that. Yeah, because you didn't have a cell phone and you didn't have computer games and you didn't sit around all day. Yeah, you know, I, what? I, I couldn't do that. I think and you know me. There's no way. Yeah. We, we did. ate different stuff. We okay, did. like what? Vegetables. I mean, I swear to goodness. We ate together. We ate together. Yeah, it wasn't on the run and it wasn't no, fast. Fast no. food was also something that was like going out to a restaurant or fast food was a treat. Now, I will grant you, right. we drank gallons of Kool-Aid yeah. and we probably ate Twinkies. But oh, I, I got to tell you, we didn't live on pizza and hamburgers. No, no, no. We didn't. No, we didn't. Now, uh, I was pretty fortunate to grow up in a house where we had a meal every every night for yes. dinner. And it was we sat down at the table it didn't matter if you had four tests the next day. It didn't matter. You were sitting there, yeah. and you were going to eat what was provided. And there were no ex, n- nothing special created yeah. on my yeah. house. But you know what? My, I had a, my, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, which I think is the toughest job in the it world. Is. I honestly believe that it's the toughest job in the world. And she was able to you know, pick us up from school, take us to school, do this, do that, provide a meal. She would cook at night and all that kind of stuff. We've got a lot of you know, uh, two-income families now, and it gets a That's little it. bit tough that, to does. go in and, and actually, you know, uh, a lot of people do it, but it gets a little tough to go and provide that it meal and hard. cook that meal. Yeah, And, you know, Not- sometimes parents will also, you know, I've, I've been places and I was talking to my producer, Anthony, today, he, his friends, he goes, man, the way they treat their kid and they're on their kid about food and their kid is thin anyways, they're projecting their issues onto that child. And every time I turn around when they're not looking, she's grabbing something to eat because they, they make her eat like a, like a bird at times. And I said, that's the other side. We can't project those issues, but it, it, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that's going on in today's world. They can play video games. They can do all these kind of things. But the obesity crisis, I mean, the fact that we're talking about three-year-olds getting blood pressure regularly tested, is like like there are 47-year-old insurance salesmen that smokes and drinks. And no, you're three. How bad is it at preschool? Yeah. Stressful. Painting with my fingers. It's just nuts. I got a big report tomorrow. I mean... Crazy. I just why I mean I know every parent I know has their kids involved in some sports or some extracurricular activity, and you know that gets them moving, that gets them excited about getting out of the house. I, maybe it is just what it's always what we put in our mouth. Yeah, well, it, if you want to lose we weight, it starts in the kitchen. If you want to get fit, like where you it, that that's going to be the gym hmm. as well as the kitchen. But I have a rule, like, and my wife, it's basically her rule too. If we don't buy it, we won't eat it. I will tell you this. I could eat ice cream every single night. Every single night I can have ice cream. And I don't remember the last time we had ice cream in the house. We don't. Be, I, I'm not kidding you. I'll eat the whole thing. Yeah. I will eat the whole thing. 
and not think twice about it. And so if you don't put it in the house, you can't eat it. That is true. I had a buddy. (laughs) That's all he would eat for dinner. Ice cream? He would have, uh, sometimes he'd have a half a pint or a pint of vanilla ice cream or chocolate ice cream every single night. He didn't eat anything else than that. It was so bizarre. And I'm like you, man. Man. I tell my wife, don't buy any more ice cream. Right. Because I'm going to eat it. Right. Or buy something I won't eat if you're going to buy ice cream. I love pasta. I can eat pasta oh, hot. Yeah. I can eat it cold. Yeah. I can eat it in the morning. I can eat it at, at midnight. And when my wife makes up a huge thing of pasta, she knows she's if there's extra, she's either got to throw it away, or it's coming with you, or it's or she's going to freeze it so I can't eat it immediately. Yeah, because I will, I will consume it like a crazy person, and I know that that's not good for me. So, and again, I'm 49. I'm an adult. What about a 12 year old kid? Yeah. How do you how do you say no to to something when you're 12 years old and all you want to do is eat crap? Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, you know, but the thought of having a 12 year old have to have surgery, surgery that's insane, is crazy. No. Or blood pressure for a three year old. I mean, because surgery is supposed to save your life if you're obese and, and, and you, if you're our age. Right. Yeah. yeah you're much older. You, oh, you're no, not you're, even if you're 25 yeah. and you're 500 pounds. This like, is that's not, supposed to save your life. They're not a 12 year old. Yeah, 12 year old. You know, you can go, let's go for a walk. You go, let's do it together kind of thing. But right. again, that also goes back to parenting. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Crazy. So we tell our kids not to do drugs, but now we're saying, put anything in your mouth. <laughs> so and then don't, don't worry. Have to deal with you. Don't worry, I'll get you a pill later. Or we'll just have some surgery yeah. to cut out you know, some of that weight. No. All right, coming up next. What did President Biden get accomplished during his meeting in Mexico? Next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad show. Uh, We talk a lot about the border on this show. We talk a lot about immigration. Um, We talk about border security. Uh, We know that the president went to El Paso over the weekend and for the first time visited uh, the border uh, on his way to Mexico. And he had big meetings with the president of, of Mexico. Did anything happen there? It was a big summit. Did we did we did we come to an agreement? Is anything going to get better? Uh, joining us now, Alex Perche, ABC News. Alex, you're working this story. Tell us what happened. Uh, did we get any agreements? Is there anything that you can report that Biden got done? Gatos and Chad, I feel like I'm being set up here. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, so, listen, you know, this this summit, it's been nicknamed the Three Amigos Summit um, between uh, President Biden, as you mentioned, uh, Mexico's President Lopez Obrador, uh, and then uh, British Prime Minister uh, Justin Trudeau. Uh, we knew that immigration was going to be one of the things that was talked about. I, I will say that we didn't expect uh, any any major announcements to come on that front, uh, but it is something that's being discussed now. What what was kind of interesting is last night when Biden and uh, Lopez Obrador uh, first met. Certainly, they exchanged pleasantries, but um, but there was a, a statement by the Mexican president that kind of took uh, some some folks by surprise. He basically challenged President Biden to to end what he called an attitude of abandonment and disdain for Latin America and and the Caribbean, wow. um, uh, which you know I, I mean I think it, he attributes part of that to to a previous administration, but also to to, to Biden, uh, and uh, as he's been in office now for two years, uh, I, I think you know from Mexico's standpoint, there's certainly looking for increased resources towards the border, um, specifically with with the immigration court system. There's certainly been a backlog there. 
in, in, in processing as we've seen people kind of gather towards uh, towards um, uh, towards our southern border. Uh, but but also I think in terms of resources in uh, in, in in mitigating problems that that are, are in his estimation causing folks to flee from Central and South America. Uh, but in terms of is there anything concretely that's been agreed upon here? Uh, no, we haven't. We haven't seen that, and I wouldn't expect that. Talking to Alex Brochet from ABC News, we talk about what's going on in Mexico, Biden, Trudeau, and Obrador meeting. I know Obrador was actually a little bit more friendlier towards Trump. Uh, it's been reported because Trump didn't seem to care anything outside of, of, hey, we'll give you the resources for this. But Biden's been critical on a lot of things, and one of those is drugs. The cartels are running rampant. You've got a new cartel that is running rampant over there. It is disjointed. Is there any talk about how to stem the flow of, of drugs uh, northward? Well, and, and it's not just drugs, right? It's, it's fentanyl. When, yes. um, I think that's that's been the major focus uh, whenever whenever it comes to drugs flooding across across the border. Uh, and and look, I mean, it's 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 an issue that that all three countries have acknowledged. Um, I, I I do think you know it's it's something that's going to take more than you know, a, a, a meeting of a couple of days. To, to kind of hash out, but at least as of right now, the, you know, the one commitment that we've seen all three countries uh, agree on is increased information sharing uh, on the chemicals used uh, to, to, to manufacture fentanyl and other synthetic drugs. Uh, but, you know, that's that's a far cry from any new law enforcement operations, any sanctions or, or, or other activity that could disrupt fentanyl production and trafficking by drug cartels. Alex Brochet, ABC News. Thanks for uh, the update. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right. So new agreements. Eh, there's Not been really. a lot of talk. They called this the Three Amigos Summit. Uh, and you were you, you were giving me a look while we were talking it's to Alex yesterday. Uh, there was uh, it was it was icy. It was it was between uh, Biden and, and the president of Mexico. They they do not get along. He liked Trump a lot more than he likes Biden because Trump would give him what you need as far as keeping people on that side, which is some of the things they want. Is it money or it, resources? Probably a little bit of both because right. Trump wanted people to stop coming over here, and if we return them, we'll help you out with the See, money. I would, I would think that Mexico would like Biden more because so, more people come into Mexico and then leave over you know coming into our border. Our border. So, so I would think that the president of Mexico would be like, yeah, you guys Biden, don't even stop Biden anybody anymore. very critical of some of the stuff that Obrador has done. Uh, it, it's been very interesting to see their ISIS. And the other thing is this drug thing that's happening right now, this new cartel, uh, they're called Jalisco uh, new, Gen- new Generation, is brutal and violent. I heard one person the other day say, we're going to care about this more when they start killing white chicks named Sheila in Phoenix just to prove a point. That's scary. That is scary. All right, we'll keep an eye on that for sure. And a little bit later, we're going to talk about the border. There's a big meeting in Yuma. One person in that meeting is going to join us when it's over in the 4 o'clock hour. Coming up next, why are people in the Valley buying homes with their BFFs? It's coming up next. Gatos and Chad Show.